have the honor to introduce my favorite person in the world, right after Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, of course. Uh, Jessica Anderson, my wife, she's going to be delivering our sermon here tonight, and uh, we're excited. All right, I also wanted to say this really fast. So these four students gathered here behind you are what we call trendsetters. They're setting the trend of bringing their Bibles and taking notes and just giving you guys a little bit of an example of what it looks like if you were to follow along in a sermon with your Bible and your notebook. Literally, I mean, if you think about it, if you never have seen someone read their Bible during service or bring their Bible during service or take notes during service, then how would you know how to do it? You wouldn't. So that's what these trendsetters are here to do. They're going to take some notes. They're going to read their Bible. Don't be distracted by them. Just um, use that as a great example of something that you guys could do too if you want to go a little bit deeper on Wednesday nights. Without any more talking from Cole, go Jess. Yes, I'm going to start off by just praying. So if you want to just close your eyes, bow your heads, uh, and just pray with me. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given us the opportunity to be here tonight, Lord. We just pray that all distractions would be left at the door, Lord. We pray that our eyes would be so focused on you, Lord, that nothing else would come and distract us, Jesus. We pray after tonight, Lord, that we would make a decision to spend time with you for 30 minutes, for 30 days, Jesus. We pray that the words spoken tonight would be your words and not mine, Lord. Come and be in this place tonight, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, Colin, I definitely did not get the clicker, so you're going to have to do that for me. Thanks. All right. Good evening, Arwell Youth students. This is my first time preaching here on this stage, and I'm excited. When Cole became the youth pastor, he asked me a few times to speak, and I kept feeling like God just kept saying, not yet, not yet, not yet. So I waited until I had peace about sharing, and this past summer, Cole and I made the schedule of who was going to speak, what they were going to speak about, Cole's like, I'm going to have you speak week two. It's like, I love you so much. You're so mean to me. But I felt peace, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then last month, we found out we're pregnant. So there's going to be, oh, my word, leaders, I guess, did not know that. Yes, we are going to have a baby come May. But with that brings lots of sickness. So I have been um, not well for the last four weeks, and I... Uh, was contemplating whether or not I should just back out uh, as a whole. And then Sunday night, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to preach. Cole, you have to take one for the team. Then Sunday night, we go to bed. It's 1030. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed early. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. Um, the doctor has me on like this sleep medication. Okay, so it's like NyQuil every single night. Do not do well with medication, okay? So there I am trying to sleep. Cole's snoring away. And I'm laying there. And I'm laying there and God just kept downloading things on what he wanted to be said. I was like, I thought he wasn't preaching. What is with this? And so 
I sat there for three hours. I was like, okay, God, yep, I got it. I got it. I'd write a few notes. I would try to sleep. My back started hurting. I was like, okay, he wants me to stay up. So I kept writing notes and I was like, okay, I got it. It's been three hours. I'm tired. I'm mad. I'm pregnant and I want to go to sleep. So he let me sleep at 1.30. Okay, 1.30. So didn't get a much sleep, but I got the clue from Jesus that he was going to make me preach today. So I want to speak to you guys about uh, today about this 30 minutes for 30 days. I'm going to speak to you guys about praying and reading our Bible. Two concepts that are super simple, but I think when we really think about it, it can be difficult. And as we dug deep this past summer, many of you guys participated in rally nights, missions trips, bagels, and Bibles. If you did not participate in that, you very much missed out on what was quite literally the best summer ever. You may be coming back to RLA Youth and sense something different. And that is because I feel like the Lord is doing something new in this place. The Lord is ev- moving so evidently here at RL Youth. And I believe that the Lord is asking us to go even deeper. Now, as we dug into Bibles and bagels this past summer, I realized something. I realized that the church, now not speaking about River of Life specifically, but the big church in general, does not do the best job at equipping our kids and students to realize why and how to read their Bible and pray. And as we did Bagels and Bibles, I sat there and I read chapter after chapter, and my heart grieved because I felt the confusion of the students all around me. I picked up this book, and I realized why some of you guys don't pick up this book. It can be so confusing. And I want after this message for you guys to feel empowered and equipped to read your Bible and pray. I hope that this message truly changes your outlook on the importance of spending time with Jesus. At the end of this message, there'll be a challenge for you guys. And I hope you guys look back five years from now and realize because you guys gave your yes to Jesus for 30 days, your life would, be, would look totally different because of it. All right, are you ready to dig in? Asking that all of you guys try to stay engaged. Remember our rule from last week. Put your phones on the ground. Take your notebooks and Bibles, Bibles out and start writing these things down. We're going to start with prayer. Why do we pray? I think we pray because just like a friend, we want to have constant conversation with our friend Jesus to keep that friendship going. You'll hear this all the time that you'll become who you surround yourself with. I want to spend time with Jesus because I want my life to replicate Jesus himself. Today I'm going to teach you how to pray. I'm sure many of you, if not all of you guys, have prayed and you know how to pray. But there's a fun model that you can use when we go to pray. It is called the Acts model. Can you guys repeat that with me? The Acts model. One more time. The Acts model. All right. Acts stands for adoration, confession, 
thanksgiving, supplication, and I'm adding a silent L at the end for listening. All right, A, adoration. We start off our prayer with adoration to our Father. Adoration means worship. We are praising Jesus for all of his attributes. We praise him for who he, who he is. We praise him for his character. This would like, like you saying, thank you, Jesus, for being a gracious father. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for being the savior of our broken world. Thank you for letting the Vikings lose the past two weeks because you're just that good. Now, in all seriousness, you just spent time thanking God. Does that make sense? A, adoration, praising Jesus for who he is, his attributes. Next is confession. We know that Jesus will and has forgiven all of our sins, but we also need to ask for that forgiveness. If you talked back to your parents, you lied to your friend, you gossiped, simply tell God and ask him to forgive your sins. This would look like you saying, Jesus, thank you that you don't look at all my mistakes that I've made. You look at who I simply am and you forgive me for all the mistakes that I've, been, that I've made. I ask you that you forgive the way that I've talked to my family today. I ask that you give me grace the next time my sister steals all my clothes. Forgive me for the lies that I told my friends. Give me an honest tongue. I pray that you would forgive the way that I gossiped the other day. Lord, let no other name besides yours come out of my mouth. My lips can produce death or life and let it only produce life. Let me be a friend that talks highly of others. So see, confessing, you're confessing all of your sins to Jesus, and you're receiving the forgiveness that he's given you. Next is Thanksgiving, T for Thanksgiving. How many of you guys know that life can suck sometimes? It is hard to be thankful. I am tired, I am pregnant, I am throwing up all the time. It is hard to be thankful. But there is always something to be thankful for. We are thanking Jesus for what he has done in our life, what he is doing in our life, and what he's going to do in our life. This looks like saying, thank you, Jesus, for the amazing parents that you have given me. I pray that I will have the eyes to see the sacrifice that my parents make. Thank you for the education that I have. Thank you that you're helping me be a good student, a good athlete, a good friend, a good son or daughter. And thank you for the friends that you've blessed me with. So that is T for Thanksgiving. Next is supplication. This definition is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. The cool thing about Jesus is that he says in Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This means the more time you spend with Jesus, the more that his desires will become your desires. And he would promise that he would get, give that to us. So if you have a friend who is struggling with suicide, tell Jesus. If you're sitting here and you have health problems, tell Jesus. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that just broke up with you and you are heartbroken, tell Jesus. 
He wants to be your best friend and he wants to hear everything on your heart. This looks like listing out everything you want to talk to him about. So that is S for supplication and we added a silent L for listening. So you need to listen. We all have that friend that talks and talks and talks and talks and you're there just like eagerly waiting to respond and then all of a sudden they get up and they change the subject and you're like, I had all this stuff I'm about to say. So don't be that friend that only talks. You have to listen for his voice. The more you do this, the more you spend time with him, the more you read your Bible, the more you pray, you will listen for his voice and you'll start to hear it. Now, most of the time, it's not an audible voice. It may be something in your brain that's starting to repeat itself over and over again. If you're struggling with something and you need peace and in your brain it, kept, it keeps saying peace, that's the Lord speaking to you. It, the Lord may work through other people and you get a call or a text right after spending time with him. And that could literally be the answer to your prayer. So he may work through other people. It may be your heart is beating super fast and he's urging you to do something that may be Jesus. Now his voice will only speak good things. So remember this, he will only speak good things. If you're listening and you hear a positive, uplifting and encouraging voice, that is probably God. He'll never speak negatively about you or the people around you and he'll never tell you to do something bad. So if you go to your parents and you're like, the Lord told me to disobey you and I chose not to clean my room today. I'm sorry, but that was not of God. He would never tell you to do that. <laughs> so don't skip this part. Keep listening and he will speak. All right. We just went over the Acts model. Okay. So A, adoration. C, confession. T, thanksgiving. S, supplication. And the silent L for listening. Now... You don't have to use this every time you pray, but when you want to, it's a great model to use. Now I want to leave you with a few reminders when you go to pray. I have six of them. First, anyone can pray. It says in 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people who are called by name, my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Second, prayer is simply talking to God. It says in 1 John 5, 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Third, pray all the time, anywhere, about anything. It says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Next, Jesus is not Santa Claus. So if you're sitting there and you're listing out everything that you want, 
it might not magically appear like you had thought. If you're sitting there, you're asking God to give you an A on that test that you didn't study for, I'm going to tell you right now, you probably won't get an A. Now, if you know someone who has cancer and you're praying for them over and over again and they don't get healed, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you, that God doesn't see you, and that God doesn't, uh, that God doesn't hear you. Okay, so keep praying, keep listening, and keep going. Ultimately know that there will be uh, healing and freedom either on earth or in heaven. I am a walking testimony that the things, the very things that I prayed for didn't happen the way that I thought. I pray that my parents would stay together. I pray that my dad would stay in my life. And that didn't happen. But my outlook changed. And the Lord is using it as a testimony. Next, do not use prayer as a cop out. I am passionate about this one. Cole and I have heard many times from you students specifically that you're praying about something specific. So praying about whether or not you should go to NYC, whether or not you should serve, whether or not you should go on a missions trip, and we have heard countless times that you guys don't feel called to do something specifically. And I'm going to say something very frank. I don't believe that this is of God. Now, I don't believe in most cases God would not tell you to, do the, to not do the things of God, to not go to NYC, to not serve, to not go to a mission trip, to not come to youth. I really believe that many of you guys use prayer as a cop-out because you don't want to be uncomfortable. It is a dangerous game when you start speaking on behalf of God and it's not actually what he said. Because honestly, if we're, if we're being honest here, if you're praying that much about whether or not you should do something that would bring you closer to Jesus, I hope you're doing as much praying about all the other things. So about going to that football game, about going to watch that Netflix show, about going to that party, about being with those friends, or dating that guy or girl. Does that make sense? Yep, okay. I believe instead of praying so much so on the things of God, so saying yes to NYC, saying yes to student leadership, saying yes to youth, that you just say yes. I promise if the Lord didn't want you to do those things, he would slam the door. You don't need to do it for him. Lastly, I felt the Lord tell me so specifically this past Sunday that if some of you guys would talk to Jesus more than you gossiped with your friends about a certain situation, things would actually change. I sense a lot of you guys have a quick reaction to gossip instead of your first reaction being to go to straight to Jesus. Let your first response be to go to him. He wants to spend time with you. All right, we are going to move on to the second part of the message about reading our Bible. We read our Bible to learn who God is, and this book right here has the answers to most of our questions in life. The Bible shows us God's character in every single section. We see God's holy, 
unchanging, faithful, gracious, and loving character. 1 Peter 2.2 says, Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. God's word is our milk, our spiritual food to nourish us. By being nourished, God increases in us. Now, reading the Bible can be confusing at times, but hopefully if you take these tips, you will gain more understanding on how to actually understand the word of God. This past year, and especially if you've participated in Bagels and Bibles, you'll know most of these, but try and stay engaged. When you go and read the Bible, you'll start out by going to YouTube. Yes, so you can take out your phones, go to YouTube, you'll search up Bible Project, and then you would insert the name of the book that you're reading. So Bible Project Matthew. And it's an eight to 10 minute video that will give you more context on what you're about to read. Obviously, you won't, read, you won't watch this video every time you read the Bible, but anytime you start a new book or you're confused about something, pull up the video. We need to remember that context is key. Just like you can't get in on a new show on Hulu or Netflix without watching a few episodes to set the scene, the same is true with the Bible. We don't want to be like a buffet followers of Jesus, picking and choosing the specific verses that just sound good to us and taking them out of context. We need to have the whole picture. Now, after you watch the video, you'll read about a chapter a day. And you, when you read that chapter, you'll use the SOAP method. Does everybody know what the SOAP method is? Yes, we, we used this last year and all summer. We use the SOAP method to stay engaged while reading our Bible. SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And we write all these things down in a journal. Journaling is an excellent way to record and process what the Lord has spoken to us. And without writing down our experiences, we may forget the very things the Lord is teaching us. Now, we're going to quick go through these. Again, most of you guys should know what this is, but I know that there's some students that don't. S is for scripture. So after you read that chapter, you are going to pick out one verse that stuck out to you. And you're going to take out your journal, and you're going to write S and write a scripture that stuck out to you. One scripture and write it word for word. should be super fast. After that, you'll put an O for observation. This means what do you think God is saying to you in this scripture? You're going to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and reveal what Jesus is saying. Paraphrase what this verse is saying. So again, you're just putting it in your own words. A is for application. You're going to personalize what you just read. You're going to ask Jesus what this means in your life right now. And you're going to write how this scripture can apply to you today. Lastly is P for prayer. You're going to ask Jesus to speak to you. You're going to write down uh, whether or not you need a greater insight on what he might be revealing to you. You might need help on trying to apply that verse to your life. And you need to remember, again, prayer is a two-way conversation, and you need to listen on what he's about to speak to you. 
Now, let's just say you watch the video, you do soap, you read it, and you're like, I have no idea what I just read. Did you know that there's many translations of the Bible? There's, there's so many, and we want you guys to have a Bible in the right translation. There are some that are easier and harder to understand. We want you guys, um, most times NIV, CSB, or ESV are the easiest uh, translations to understand. But if you have one of those Bibles and you're like, I still don't know what I just read. We want you guys to take your phones out, download the Bible app, and use the message translation. And you're going to read it one time through there. Now, don't use this translation all the time. It's a little, cheat, a little cheater. It's kind of like having like a study guide right in front of you when you're studying and you're supposed to be like quizzing yourself. Okay? So it is uh, a translation that, tr that is translated by us. So sometimes it can be overly simple. And... Um, yeah, it'll be overly simple. So make sure you're just using it when you're struggling and you just need something to, um, you need something to read that is easier to understand. It will help you to take a step back and understand it a little more. Next, we are doing a 30-day challenge for all of our students and leaders. This challenge is called 30 Minutes for 30 Days. It is simply 10 minutes of reading your Bible, 10 minutes of soap, and 10 minutes of prayer. We have a booklet under your seats. You guys can grab them later. But everything that I just talked about is in that booklet. So you guys can keep it in your Bible and have it when you go and spend time with Jesus. The 30 days will actually lead us up to the last day of MYC. So it will be 30 days until then. And I believe that some of you guys, if you really commit to all 30 days to go all in with Jesus, your life will never be the same. I believe for some of you, the choice to go all in with Jesus will affect you for the rest of your life. I believe I am who I am because of the choices I made in middle school and high school. I remember being so sold out for Jesus. Now, there was years that I was making mistakes, but I would come back to Jesus. Oh, and I'm going to get emotional because I was in our living room the other day, and I sat there and I mourned the time that I had in middle school and high school. I remember sitting in my room, spending time with Jesus. I would spend hours reading my Bible and praying, and I've never been spoken to as clearly as I did in those days in middle school and high school. Students, you have so much time on your hands. You truly do. And for those who don't, just wait until you are a husband or a wife and kids and you're working. You don't have as much time as you do now. And I really believe if you commit to these next 30 days, Jesus will meet you face to face in your bedroom. He truly will speak to you. But you need to meet him halfway. Can you imagine the life change you will experience after you participate in these next 30 days? Spending 30 days with him for 30 minutes will leave you realizing how much you need him in your life. I'm going to end by praying, and we're going to end our night with uh, an altar song. Now, I don't want you guys 
to commit to these 30 days unless you want to. Okay, so there's going to be some people sitting in their seats who are choosing not to, and that is totally okay. This is between you and God. This is between you making that decision to spend time with Jesus 30 minutes a day for 30 days. If you're sitting there during the worship song and you're like, okay, yes, I want to do this. I want you guys to come up and kneel at the altar and you're going to spend just a little bit of time with Jesus. You're going to ask him for help. This is hard, you guys. This is hard. 30 minutes is hard, especially if you are coming at, at spending no time with Jesus. It is going to be a challenge, but there is youth leaders that are going to challenge and be with you guys, texting you guys, reminding you guys. They're committing alongside of you. So I'm going to pray, and if you guys want to commit to that, I want you guys to come at the altar and just spend some time with Jesus. Thank you, Lord, just for this time, Lord. We just pray that our eyes would be so focused on you, Lord. We pray that the students that are saying yes to you, Lord, that it wouldn't just be this private decision that they're making between you and them, Lord, but it would be the decision that, that their friends would be able to see. Students who go to their flagpoles next Wednesday, there would be such a boldness that you would instill in them, Jesus. You would make them so aware of what you're asking them, Lord, that they would no longer have prayer be a cop-out, that they would say yes to the things that you're asking of them, Lord. I pray over these next 30 days, Lord, that your voice would be so evident and clear to them, Lord. I pray that you would be so evidently speaking to them, Lord. I pray that they would meet you face to face in their bedroom, Jesus. I pray that they would remember these small things to make it easier to understand how to spend time with you, Jesus. That you are our friend and you want to be there with us, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord. We pray that we would say yes to everything that you're asking of, this, of us, Lord. Amen.